welcome to another episode of the Extraordinary Moms Podcast. I'm Jessica Dahlquist, your host, and every Tuesday I interview a different mom who shares their motherhood journey and the lessons they've learned along the way. If I've learned anything from interviewing such a wide range of moms, it's that no two extraordinary moms look the same. We all have a story to tell, and we are all mothering in our own way. So let's celebrate that and learn from one another. Thanks for listening, and if you like what you hear, please share this show with a friend. Good morning, it's Jessica. How's everybody doing? Welcome to episode 172 of the podcast, and happy October. I feel like we're already in October. Wild how slowly the summer months dragged on and how quickly the school year is already passing. <laughs> I don't know if you feel like that, but I feel like I'm a bit of a time warp. Anywho, we have an awesome episode for you today on the podcast. I'm speaking with Ashley Patrone, who I originally found out about on the Girls with Glasses show. If you're not familiar, Brooke White and Summer Belessa have a YouTube channel called Girls with Glasses where they do fun videos and DIYs and field trips and all sorts of fun things. So a few weeks ago, they went and visited Ashley's RV that their family actually lives in. And this isn't just your average RV. This is a gorgeous, darling, well-designed, well-organized home that her family lives in. And I was so curious about how that came to be and what life looks like living in an RV and how that looks different than living in a house as your home. Does she ever want to get away from her kids? You know, I ask all the questions. So I know you're going to love getting to know Ashley today and definitely you're going to want to follow along on her journey of living in the RV because she's just basically the cutest thing ever. So we'll give you all the details on how to follow along once we get chatting with Ashley. So let's get to it. All right. I want to welcome Ashley to the show today. Hey, Ashley. How are you doing? Oh, I'm really excited. So I like I was telling the listeners before, I first saw you when you were on Girls with Glasses showing off your cool RV and I thought, who is this spunky girl? I want to be her friend and I need to know all the things about living in an RV. So I'm super pumped to be chatting today. <laughs> Me too. Me too. Yay. So for people that don't know you, will you just give a little background on yourself, Ashley? Sure. Well, um, I grew up in California. Um, I have always kind of been, um, I, I, you know, the term just a mom, I do air quotes with that. Uh uh Um, And, but had this creative, you know, side to me that I just kind of wanted to unleash, but I didn't really know how. Um, so yeah, I was a mom. I homeschooled my kids. I love just being a mom and doing that. But, um, about a year ago, I was like, you know what, I'm going to use, I got to do something with all this, um, creativity that I have. I have all these ideas and I want to share them. And so about, yeah, a year ago, I decided to just start an Instagram page and a little blog and just share and kind of have a creative outlet. And it has been the biggest gift and best decision of my entire life. It was like, I was waiting my entire life for last year to happen, like Mm -hmm. all everything building up for last year. So that's kind of what I'm doing now is just sharing and um, sharing all my little ideas. And now we're in the RV, which we can go into that, but that's kind of a longer story. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we will get into that for sure. So how old are your children now? So my kids are eight, six, and four. Two boys and a girl. Okay, I have three boys, seven, five, and two. So we're kind of in similar boats right now. Yes, So I, I, I love that. So let's go back just a little bit to 
when you had the vision for you felt like you had this thing bubbling inside you, did you have a really formed vision of what you wanted that to look like? Or how did you start to take action on, okay, I'm going to go in the blog direction or the social media direction? Because sometimes people have kind of thoughts about what they want to do in general and they have like the topic in mind, but they don't know how to actually put it into practice. How did that kind of work out for you? Well, it's the funniest thing because that was really how it was for me too. Mm. Like for years, I was like, I know I want to do something, but what is it? And I know these are the things that I'm good at, but how do I turn that into something? So for me, turning to, you know, social media, Instagram, and then a blog was really just like a way for me to get started. And I had a talk with somebody who I consider a mentor, and she was like, Ashley, if you start it and you are yourself and you are authentic, then people will follow. Mm-hmm. And they're going to want to tune into what you have to say. So I literally went home and started my blog from that conversation, just having her say, you just have to do it. And mm-hmm. I, that would be my biggest advice to people is if you have an idea, just do it. Because I think that's the biggest thing that, hold pe- that holds people back is they just are afraid to try Absolutely. And there's no harm in having it stay small for a while or even forever. Like it's just as long as it's filling you up, like that was the goal for you to have an outlet for yourself and whatever happened, it was going to be fine, right? Totally. Yeah, yeah. And so let's go back to before you lived in an RV. I assume you lived in a house before you lived in an RV, right? (laughs) Yes. Yeah, we did. And so motherhood in a home and kind of how did that look like for you and then how did you get into this space of life where now you live with your family in an RV I know I know (laughs) it still shocks me sometimes but yeah motherhood was kind of crazy my my boys like I said are eight and six they're 16 months apart so um I got married young I got married at 20 and then had my first son when I was 22 or got pregnant when I was 22 And so it all kind of was just very fast. Um, When he was eight months, I got pregnant with my second son. And um, I was a very scheduled mom. My kids were on a routine, which I felt for me was nice because it just kept um, kind of our life in order. Um, Mm -hmm. Kept my husband and I, we had our time. We knew when the kids were going to go down. Um, So we were kind of a scheduled family, but I was like the third kid comes along. You're like, eh, schedule, eh, eh, <laughs> yeah. you know, <laughs> so I got, definitely get a little bit looser in the rules as, um, you have more kids or at least I did. Yes. Uh, so yeah, that was house life. And then, um, now being in the RV, it's just, it's been an adjustment kind of crazy town for the first little bit. We've been in there almost six months and just trying to figure out how to navigate having three kids in a tiny space. But it's been an adventure. It's been fun. Sure. So how many square feet were you in before and how many square feet are you in now? Well, we were we had a five bedroom house, okay. twenty hundred square feet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Street car garage, big backyard. Now we're in um our, our R V is thirty one feet long. Wow. Okay. So, Major life change. This is good. Is. <laughs> what possessed you? Was this in your vision? Was this always something you dreamed of doing or did it kind of transpire differently? <laughs> So absolutely not. I had no um, desire to do this at all. But I've always had a desire to do something else. Like I knew our house that we were in wasn't going to be our forever house. So I was always pushing my husband like, oh, let's go look at this fixer upper property. I really was, I mean, probably for the past, we lived in our house for eight years. And I probably for the past five, 
I've been trying to get him to do something else. Like we need a fixer up or we need a, you know, an investment property. And that's kind of how we stumbled upon the RV. We found land in Southern California. Um, it just was like saved and set aside for us. It was kind of crazy how it all happened. Like it should not have been so easy to get for us. Um, hmm. But it was, yeah, once we got the land, we were like, okay, do we go into an apartment? But now apartments are, they were as much as our mortgage was. Absolutely. Um, and that really hurt me. And then a lot of, a part, well, a big part of me was like, you know, from the design side, like, I want something that I can be creative with, that I can share, and can be an experience, be so cool for our family. So, yeah, we started looking at RVs, and once we saw ours, um, it had three bunk beds in the back, we were sold. We were like, this is it. These are our kids' spot. for our family. Yeah. Yes. And so what did your husband think? Like, was that a hard sell? <laughs> you know what? That's how I knew it was right, because usually, you know, we will pray about something, and if it's right or if doors open, we walk through. If they shut, then we're done. Okay. Um, and this was just, like, easy peasy. We were both so aligned, and he – we both agreed, like, this was right. He was down for the adventure, which was awesome. Oh, my gosh. I know. I love it when even walking down a path where you're, there's a lot of uncertainty and a big shift or whatever, like, sometimes it just feels like it's easier than it could be if it were the wrong thing. So keep walking. Totally. Keep going. I yeah. love that mentality. I think that's amazing. And so what kind of condition was the RV in when you bought it, and how yeah. much change did you do? Well, um, it was old. It was a 2003 um, and you know, it was like, I always say it was the perfect amount of old for me. You know, I didn't want anything that had like crazy damage or water damage. Cause that's kind of a tough, um, fix, but it was just old, old carpet everywhere, you know, carpet where it shouldn't, there shouldn't be carpet, <laughs> um, gaudy, heavy curtains that, you know, are just filled with filth. Um, and, um, it was stuff that I knew I could visualize it. We could rip it out and replace it. So it was very old, but we um, renovated the entire RV in three weeks. Wow. We, yeah. We gutted everything. Um, all Pretty much all, everything except for the kitchen, we gutted. Um, and painted. Paint was a major thing. Obviously, that freshens up any space. Mm -hmm. And put wood floors down or laminate floors. And... Um, updated the door, um, not the door frames, the, um, cabinet faces, okay. put in cabinet faces, kind of updated it that way, put in backsplash and just kind of made it feel, my goal was to make it feel like our house. I didn't want it to feel misplaced. Mm. Yeah. Didn't want, you don't want to feel like you were on the road, like having yeah. a temporary solution. Like this was your home and yeah. So, yeah, you want, and really your home can be any context that you want it yep. to be, but yeah, there's certain aspects of who you are as the Patron family that can mm -hmm. still exist even in these new walls, which I love. Absolutely. Yeah. That's incredible. So have you always been really handy and creative like this? You know, it's so funny because my mom is, has always been like this and I pretty much just followed in her footsteps. Anything I don't know how to do, I've asked her or we do it together. So I've always painted with her. Um, she's the type of like woman that will like be out in our front lawn when growing up in her bikini, mowing the lawn, you know, <laughs> or painting the house. Um, she's a babe and she just is like the handiest woman ever. So I kind of have just picked up my, um, 
design eye and, you know, the, my handyman status from her. Um, and then just kind of like learn things. If I don't know how to do something, I just look it up and I figure it out. There are just so many resources now. Like you can take a class at Home Depot or you can take a class yes. at Michael's or you can YouTube it or Google it. I mean, people that don't necessarily consider themselves handy or DIYers, there's a lot of solutions for people like that who are wanting to kind of dip their toe in. So that's amazing. Yes. We live in an amazing age. Yeah, your mom is a babe. I've seen her on your stories. That's true. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. And so after three weeks of renovating, you up and move from your five-bedroom home into an RV on a plot of land. Like, is it dirt? Like, what What did you just plopped it down? What does that look yeah, like? Yeah. yeah, so we, um, yeah, it's pretty much dirt. We have, like, a flat upper lot. That's where we're building our house. And then a lower lot. And we're parked on the lower lot um, on a bed of bark, actually. Okay. Which we didn't know was pretty much like a breeding ground for all insects and animals. Oh. <laughs> so we've had some fun um you know, mornings and evenings, late, late night skunk sightings and lots of bugs that cycle through that. Um, again, another adventure. Yes. Um, my kids are a lot less afraid of bugs and animals now. Um, yeah, so we're parked at the bottom of our lot and we just plopped it down and we are connected. Thank God um, our neighbor is so nice. We're connected to their septic, their electric and their water. Okay. That makes a lot so, more sense. So this wouldn't just be a solution for anybody. It takes a nice neighbor to kind of join that together. Well, you can do it. It's just we, we had two options. We could do this um, or we could have a generator, have, mm-hmm. um, you know, our, our propane tanks and our septic that we would have to dump. Everything we'd have to refill and dump, which we didn't want to have to move the RV. So this is just an easier route. Yeah. You can do it not hooked up okay okay that's interesting and so yeah the whole sewage and bathroom thing like has that been an issue what (laughs) what are we dealing with here this is what people want to know I know I know (laughs) you know it's it's been really fun to see my boys who before when we were at our house I used to have to like shove them out in the backyard and close the door and kind of lock it and be like you have to stay outside for a half hour go play go find something to do you know and now my boys know how to empty our septic and our toilets. Like, we do it once a week. They know how to put, uh, turn on the macerator, which, like, I guess, I don't even really know what it does. It makes everything flow into the septic. Mm-hmm. They know how to do all that, and they do it with happy hearts and good attitude now. So even just that, like, seeing how they've learned these little things that they would have never learned how to do and that they enjoy doing it, it just makes my my mama heart really happy, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And you wouldn't think that would be the thing on the chore chart that you were going to have for the chore wheel, but hey, why not? It's a necessity and that's, that's a great life skill. So are there other things that you had to kind of give up or adjust to once you moved into the RV? Yeah. Um, well, like I said before, I've, I've always homeschooled the kids and that was probably the biggest challenge once we got into the RV. Um, two things were happening. Um, my business was kind of starting to get busier. We're now in this tiny space, and I'm trying to homeschool the kids that, you know, are having a hard time focusing when there's other kids around them, my, my other children. Mm-hmm. Um, so the dynamic of that, that when we first got into the RV, it was the end of our school year. I had a really tough time, which made some days really hard in there. And I try to be really open and honest about that because I know my pictures can make 
you know, pictures make everything look magical. But yeah. and it is great. I do love it in there. But it, it there has been challenges. It's not always rainbows and sunshine. And so we decided as a family that we just were not going to homeschool this year. It was the best thing for our family, for the kids, for me, for everybody. Um, so we enrolled our boys, or actually all the kids, into a private school this year. And that was kind of a tough thing because it was something that I felt like as a mom, I was like kind of required to do or I really wanted to do and I was holding on to it like I needed to do it. So for me to like let that go was tough. But once I let it go, I felt so freed and um, like I released this burden that I wasn't necessarily supposed to be doing this year, but I thought it was. Hmm. Yeah, and I think we all have things like that in our life where we feel like we should be doing things a certain way. And then when you dare to change it because of circumstances or because of life changes in different seasons, you find, oh, there's other ways. Or when you yeah. acknowledge somebody else doing something a different way and then you really take the time and the effort to see the value in that for them, gosh, there's a lot of ways to do a lot of things, right? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> Even living in an RV or schooling or marriage or whatever it is, yeah. I, yep. I totally agree. And we all need to give each other more space to make their own choices in, exactly. in life. With, with social media, too, you get this, um, there's a, an added pressure to be like the other mom, you know, mm. or the one that you, that you see in a picture. And you kind of just have to, you know, like you said, we all need to do what's right for our own family and feel confident in the decisions that we make. Absolutely. Well, one thing that really struck me with you and your stories is how well-dressed you are. And I couldn't think she can't possibly not have a walk-in closet. I mean, I feel like my stuff is like busting out of my drawers and I live in a home. How do you do it with a small closet? What What's going on, Ashley? What's going on with your clothes? <laughs> I, I know. So well, I have a, a general rule like in the trailer anyways with clothes or with decor. Like if I bring something in, I get rid of something. Okay. So it, everything stays the same. Even if I buy something, I have to get rid of something. So I really have to be thoughtful about what I'm purchasing and think, okay, do I want to get rid of something or and what would it be? So, um, that's kind of the same thing with the clothes and I just really, you know, I have, um, I love Madewell, the brand, and I like the way that their clothes kind of work cohesively together. So, um, I just try to mix up my wardrobe a lot. Like I pair things differently, wear hats. Um, I just try to change up the same clothes and make it into something else. I'm trying to fool myself, fool other people, but I don't know if it's working or not. (laughs) Yeah, no, I think so. Well, yeah, and you had like, was it a a skirt that was kind of a statement piece? And I'm thinking there's not that many ways to like mix up a floral skirt, but somehow you do. Yeah, you know, I just try to, yeah, like I said, I pair it differently. I'll tie the front up or Mm -hmm. wear it with a striped top, you know. Um, long sleeve or put tie something around my waist to put a belt on. There's lots of ways I feel like to kind of change up your wardrobe and kind of um, make it work with less. Yeah, I love that. So do you have like a capsule for each season or are you literally just one for one out throughout the year? Um, well, you know, it's only been six months, but mm-hmm. I do have like a couple of sweaters and like my jacket in a bag underneath our bed. We have storage underneath our bed. Uh, because it's, you know, Southern California, it's still a little bit warm here. Yeah. Um, so I have those, a couple things under there, like five pieces under there. But so I was thinking, of, I'll probably do the same. I'll take away some of my tank tops and make room for those things in my closet and put those underneath the bed. Okay. 
And the other thing that really strikes me, and I'm so curious because my house, there's just toys everywhere. And perhaps you encountered this when you had more space and now it's better for you. How do you handle the kids' stuff, like toys and backpacks and papers? And how do you yes. get that under control? Well, um, we really sold like everything when we were coming into the RV. Um, mm. We have a storage unit. And it had about 15 boxes, but I just went through it on Friday, and now we have, like, five. Are you serious? Um, wow. Well, because I've realized that we have everything we need in here. And why yeah. would, like, I could have honestly just said goodbye to everything in the storage unit and not really needed it. But I also needed to be, like, wise because we are moving into a house eventually. Mm-hmm. So um, I didn't want to get rid of things we really needed later on, but... Um, I just realized that we just didn't need that much stuff. So the kids have really no toys. I know that sounds kind of sad, but my, my boys have like a Lego bin. They have a little Lego bin Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, a stuffed animal. And then we have a bin, um, over by the bathroom area in the kids room. There's, um, a bin there with coloring books, a little puzzle, and, of course, they have all the books that they want. So mm-hmm. that's really all we have. So way less than our house and way less to clean up. And they're so they're so content and fine with it. They don't even realize that they don't have more toys. See, that's the thing. I think sometimes we get caught up in this more is more mentality. And really, they can't find what they're actually looking for. They don't need mm-hmm. as much choice as we think they do. Mm-hmm. So then when you do pare down, it's like life is just so much simpler. And if you don't, my kids always say, oh, I don't want to clean up. Well, if you don't want to clean up, like take out less. Like, if, wait, I don't want to clean all this up either. That doesn't sound fun to me. So yeah. we, I get it. I get where they're coming from. But help them by having less. Yeah, and they're forced to be creative. You know, they're mm. forced to go outside to, I don't think my boys really ever played like, you know, um, like make believe as much as they do now, even as they're getting older, because mm. they just are kind of forced to. Right, right, absolutely. I love that. I love how just by simply changing their environment and giving them less to work with, they're doing more with what they have. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. We need to do more of that in our home, especially as the school year is starting. And it's like, I want to spend our time really wisely. Like in the afternoons, we only have a couple hours. So what's like the most meaningful activities to do as a family and with the brothers together and stuff? So I got to kind of rethink that. You're kind of encouraging me in that. Okay. (laughs) Yay. And so food-wise, has anything changed with the way you meal prep or the amount of food you have? Or how do you do that? Yeah, you know, I definitely realized that we wasted a lot of food at our last house. Mm -hmm. I would go to the grocery store and just kind of buy in hopes of maybe making a meal um, with those ingredients. And then, you know, something comes up and you you don't end up making the food. And a lot would just go to waste. Well, because our refrigerator is so small, I really could only buy for, you know, a couple of days worth and yeah, I have to be really again thoughtful about what I'm buying and what I'm purchasing so our bill our grocery bill has gone down a lot because we're really just buying food that we actually are eating Mm. right now obviously with school starting and football practice we are eating out a little bit more but I'd like to kind of tone that back down to getting back to eating at the house and you know just trying to really plan my meals out it's just you know 
challenge. Yeah. Challenge to do that sometimes. Yeah, but it sounds like you're a good problem solver. It's like, okay, this is the challenge, the size of the fridge. So what do we do with that? Instead of just like complaining that you wish you could have more food in the house, like just work with it and adapt. Yes. And so you're also really good at having lots of tips for decorating and stuff. Can you just give some basic tips? I saw in your stories the other day how big you are on changing out rugs or pillows or things. Like what are the things that can just spruce up even a small space to make it feel like home? Yeah, um, definitely those things. I love swapping out rugs, especially like when you can grab them at Home Goods or TJ Maxx for twelve ninety nine. I mean, I and then once I'm done with one, I like to change it and do something else with it, like use it outside as a tablecloth or mm. a blanket for the kids outside, so you're not just totally wasting it. Um, pillows, which I, I love to change out. I love swapping my plants around, even just moving a plant to a different spot makes such a big difference. Real um, real plants or fake plants? And, you know, I never really was into real plants in our house, mm-hmm. but um, now that we're in the trailer, I love my real plants. I have, like, four or five of them. Cool. And um, they just, I don't know, they just make it feel cozy in there. And, again, I just it's something that I can move around and change and it be easy and quick and just kind of change the space a little bit. Because there's not much, I've always been a big rearranger, Mm-hmm. And it's, there's not much to rearrange in here, so I just move what I have. And that's been a really fun thing to move around. It kind of just changed the whole, changes the whole space. Right. When things are bolted down, that kind of changes your ability to, to readjust where the seating goes, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. The, the rugs are movable. Absolutely. Yeah. And so I know that people are thinking, if you are in a 31-foot trailer – you want to get away from your kids sometimes, or you want to get away, you just need peace, you just need quiet, yes. you need to work. So what do you do? How do you get that space when you don't necessarily have the proximity space? Yeah, well, you know, that was definitely a challenge when we first got into it. I, especially because the kids were always with me because mm-hmm. I homeschooled them. Um, we do have a sliding divider that goes across our door and then goes across their door. So when they were with me, I would just say, you guys need to go outside for an hour. I'll set a timer, and this is what you're going to do. Or you can go in your bunks, and you can do Legos. You can read. I'm going to set the timer. So they knew there was an end, and I knew that I had a little bit of time. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I am just really big, too, on I will set aside, you know, some money that I make so that I can have a little time to myself and or that my husband, Dino, and I can go on a date. I think that's really important, like, to keep – our relationship, you know, hot and and fresh. So I make it a big priority to make time for ourselves. Yeah, I think that's really important. And realizing it really doesn't take large amounts of time to recharge. And yeah. so whether it's spending one-on-one time with your ch- your kids and investing in them, it doesn't take hours and hours. It can just take 10 yeah. minutes. And for you, being an hour apart from them so you can just read a book or paint your nails or go on a date or whatever it is, yeah. figuring out, like, what really recharges you so that you genuinely are glad to be around them again after that hour and the timer goes off. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's fine yeah. to be realistic it's, it's about so that. Yeah. And so what has been the best part about moving into the RV, and what has been the hardest part? I think, you know, the best part about being in the RV is everything that we've learned in the last six months, Um, just how to live more minimally. I really want to take everything that we're learning and bring that into our new house. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't want to forget that. Right now, we have four drawers in the kitchen. I am going to have a house that has a lot more than that later on. And I don't need anything else 
than what is in my drawers right now. So I really want to remember that when we get into a house, I don't have to fill every single drawer. I don't have to fill every single cupboard with just stuff. Um, so that has been the best, you know, what I've seen that it's done for our family. Um, it hasn't been, you know, like I said, rainbows and sunshine, but I appreciate personally going through difficult times because I know that it just makes me stronger. It makes our family stronger. So, um, I've already kind of seen, you know, how we've grown from that or grown from just being inside the trailer. Mm. So that would be the best. And I would say the challenges are, you know, all of that stuff again, but, um, living in a trailer with three kids and just trying to, um, discipline yourself to make that time for yourself to recharge your batteries. I guess just balancing, um, for me, the school life when we were doing homeschool, um, my time, um, playtime, and just trying to figure out how we could all coexist in a tiny space. And it changes with every season. So you might like get it down and then, you know, there's a new schedule or a new team or whatever it is. And then everything changes and you're like, I got to refigure this out. This is not easy. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Oh man. So how long do you anticipate being in the RV? Because you said that you're building a house on the land as well. So what, what, what are your forecasts for that? Well, you know, I don't know if you know how it is with building. I mean, I didn't really know, but it seems like they keep saying, you know, oh, in two weeks we'll start. But that was, you know, four months ago. So um, we're just waiting for them to start. And they say by next, the end of next summer, we'll be in the house. So I'm going to go ahead and give it till next Christmas, maybe. Okay. (laughs) Um, Just being more realistic, but probably definitely for another year, I'd say we'll be in the trailer. Yeah. And you've been in for six months. And so are you nervous about the coming seasons and winters and rain, or are you excited for those new things too? I'm excited. You know, it's really like living in a tin can. We do have a heater and an AC, so it gets very cold and it gets very hot. Luckily we have an AC and a heater to, you know, balance that out, but Mm -hmm. I have not enjoyed the hotter months as much in it, because when you put five people in a trailer, even if you have the AC running, it's still warm, so I'm kind of excited for the colder months, for the the, the hot cocoa inside there, I'd rather be bundling up than, you know, sweating all the time in it. (laughs) Yeah, it seems more desirable to be, like, cozy and bundled than, like, sweating bullets, yeah, I In a tin can, yeah, that would yeah. not feel good. And especially after this summer, man, it's been brutal these last few weeks. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. And so what is next for you and your family? What has this taught you and kind of what is your vision going forward with where your life is going to take you, Ashley? Yeah, um, you know, I didn't really realize how much I loved designing um, small spaces. Hmm. So we've kind of, you know, since we've done the RV, which we started in April, I've just gotten a lot of feedback from people that kind of want to see another one and want to see more. Um, so we're actually going to get another one and, um, design and renovate another one. I'm not sure if we're going to sell it or what we're going to do, but that's where I'm kind of headed. Um, just going to, um, design another one and I'm actually going to be working with the girls with classes too and designing and renovating with them their office space they're getting an airstream and they're going to renovate that into an office space so kind of staying in the the tiny living aspect and and renovating and designing those tiny little houses that is so cool and what I love the most about this is this isn't something that was like your life's goal and life's dream (laughs) 
And I think that is just so pertinent for people that feel like they haven't found their thing yet. They haven't found maybe what lights them up or feels like their purpose. So what would you tell somebody who is still looking for that thing and is not quite there yet? Yeah. I mean, I actually wrote a blog about this in April and I just, I think because for me it was something I wanted to do and I didn't know what it was. And I, like I said, I felt like I had waited my whole life for last year, like for mm. to finally start. But you know, in my child rearing years, that, that wasn't the time for me to be doing it. And I just love that God kind of set apart this time. It was like, just wait on me and I have the perfect timing for you for the thing that it, you're just going to love. Hmm. And so um, I just feel like if you have something and you're just not sure what, what it is or you're not sure how to start, you know, just do it. Talk to people that are encouraging, that encourage you and support you. And figure out just how to start it. Because, like I said before, I think the biggest thing that um, stops people is actually doing it. Um, mm. That takes a big leap. And when I started, I had this mentality of, I don't know who's going to follow me or who's going to like what I'm doing. But I'm just going to do it. And whoever likes it is going to like it. And that's mm. going to be okay. If it's a little or if it's a lot, that's great. And um, that's what I would just suggest. Just do it. I love it. And there's just really something to be said for creating a beautiful space, no matter the size, no matter the budget, just having a space in your home, in your home and a feeling in your home that you're cultivating intentionally, that really just goes such a long way in just your overall happiness. And it can be a $12.99 rug from Home Goods. It doesn't have to be a really expensive couch. It can be an RV. It can be an apartment. It can be a huge home. It doesn't matter. It's about the intention and the feeling you want to create and I think that's what you've done most likely in both spaces that you've now lived in and wherever you'll live in the future oh thank you so much I love that so I always ask my guests one final question Ashley and it's this what would you tell your pre-motherhood self I would say to relax a little bit more um like I said with my first I was so scheduled and rules set in a rule and I feel like I kind of missed out on some of those sweet moments Mm. Um, I really try to take that in with my third baby and I, I was really intentional, but, um, I was just say to relax and enjoy it because it does go by so fast. I know everybody says that, but I can, I can't even remember my, my first two, my boys, I feel like as babies, it was just so fast and I had them so close together. So just take it all in. It's such a sweet time and just enjoy it. I can really identify with that. I love that. Ashley, thank you so much for taking the time to be on the podcast today. I have loved hearing about your journey, and I don't have to live in an RV to implement a lot of what you've said in my own home. So I'm excited to get started. I just love that. Yes. Where can people find you online? Um, you can find me at on Instagram at Arrows and Bow, and um, I have a blog, um, com. Awesome. And everything will be linked on the show notes at extraordinarymomspodcast.com as well if people want to find you. And then I'll awesome. link to the Girls with Glasses um, RV tour as well so people can get a full-on tour of your home. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much, Ashley. You're just such a joy. Thanks. Well, you are too. Well, thanks so much for having me. Have a great day. Okay. Bye.
I loved getting to know Ashley today. You are going to love following her on Instagram. She is one of my favorite people to follow, and I'm fairly new to her. So if you follow her at Arrows and Bow on Instagram, she's going to be one that will just uplift you and encourage you. Remember when I said, like, weed through your Instagram and get rid of people that are not uplifting? You won't want to get rid of her. <laughs> Go over and follow her. And you can follow me on Instagram at jessicadalquist 3 and at our website at extraordinarymomspodcast.com. That's where you can find anything we talked about today show notes, links, and past episodes as well. You can even listen to episodes on the website. So definitely follow us over there. Tune in on Friday for another special episode. I'm not quite sure what that's going to be about yet, but I guarantee it'll be awesome. (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. And we'll see you next week for another episode with another extraordinary mom. Bye.